if you've wondered about the birds and the bees, just tune in to some Frank and Beans. Welcome to Frank and Beans, everybody. Frank and Beans, the sex and relationship podcast. Where I'm Beth. And I'm Brian. And we are talking about all of your favorite sex and relationship topics of the world. Yeah. The universe. The, the universe. galaxy. Yeah. And beyond. Yeah. <laughs> to include cryptids like uh, Bigfoot and Mothman. <laughs> so it's funny that you mentioned that because remember how we were just talking about um, Bigfoot uh, erotica yeah. on the, the sexy books episode? <laughs> yeah. Well, then uh, I was watching this show, like that William Shatner show about Unexplained or whatever. Uh-huh. That's on Netflix. And then they were talking about all, like, the Bigfoots and stuff. And I, was, <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing because I was, like, Bigfoot erotic. Yeah. And then, I, then I started laughing even harder because I was like, I remember how, like, we talked about it. And then we left the topic for a second. And then we came back. And then I called it Chewbacca erotic. Because <laughs> I forgot that a, that a Bigfoot. Chew, ch- wait, Chewbatica? Chewbatica. Chewbatica. Chewbatica, yeah. Chewbatica. Yes. So anyway, I was just like I was killing my I was I was killing myself laughing at my own jokes. (laughs) Always good stuff. And Uh uh, last week was good stuff when we talked about Conalangus. (laughs) Conalangus. I watched that video by the way after you sent it to me. Oh my god! And I was dying laughing. It's fucking hilarious. All my it experience was. is kind of like I an embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh we also touched stuff. on some uh, light car mechanic maintenance on that episode with the <laughs> uh, Volvo owners. <laughs> right. And valet parking and all. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we're just covering all topics. All the important stuff. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So if you enjoyed that episode, which obviously you would have, um, you could do us the biggest favor ever and leave us a great review on uh, iTunes or Facebook or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to this podcast, um, unless it's Spotify, in which case you can't leave reviews for some reason. But you can literally do it right now while you're listening. Yeah. Instead of swiping left and right, you could be leaving us a a review. (laughs) Right, right. Instead of one TikTok, just listen, just give us one review. I mean, I'm, I know it's hard. I mean, I, I'm glad I don't have TikTok. I, I, I'm thankful <laughs> that I have Beth to keep me up to date on the TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> I send you all the good ones anyway. So. <laughs> right, because I could just see myself just sitting there and watching this thing for hours. Every day I go to bed and I'm like, it's 10 o'clock. I'm just going to lay in bed and play on TikTok for a little while. And then like 2 a.m. later, I'm like... Mm. Oh, what have I done with my life? Yeah, no. <laughs> it's so great. It's so great. So anyway, if you feel like that review just isn't enough, you could go to www.patreon.com slash Frank and Beans, all spelled out, the words Frank and Beans. You could become a Patreon sponsor, and for as little as three little dollars. Oh, yeah. You can... Get a beer. Sorry, crack. I didn't have one again. I'm <laughs> no, you're good. I was again. just zoning out and not paying any attention. <laughs> right. You're like, this is a Beth part. <laughs> um, so you can become a Patreon sponsor. Uh, shout out this week to Witchy Wicks, who oh. is our sponsor for this week. Yeah. This sounds interesting. A, yeah. This is a candle company that is run by our friend Erica who is a fan of the show and a Facebook buddy. And um, so she creates these candles, which are great. She sent me one. And uh, so Erica is a witch. She is a Wiccan. I, I, I apologize if I'm saying that incorrectly. But she can put a spell on your candle that can do, like, any number of things, right? So she sure. made me a candle that has it's and she can make it smell any way you want so it's like you can personalize this candle like my favorite scent is sandalwood so she made it like earthy and sandalwood mm-hmm. and she put a spell on it for protection for dutch oh outstanding. So she, yeah so she put a pet protection spell on it 
And it has all these cute little, like, tiny dog bones inside of it. Okay. And it has this cute little, like, tag that comes out the side that looks like a dog tag that says Dodge. It is the most adorable candle I have ever had. And it's so special to me and personalized. And I love it. So definitely go to Facebook Witchy Wicks and get yourself a killer candle. Yeah, it looks like she's on uh, Etsy as well. Yeah. She's got her own website witchy wicks candle company is that correct i believe so i this? think so maybe yeah i like so, this yeah i'm getting one yeah it's so great i mean yeah it was a lot of fun and it just meant so much to me that it was a spell to protect my precious puppy yeah witchywicks.com yeah. mm-hmm. nice yeah i like it so um yeah and uh if, oh, you can also get awesome t-shirts and swag uh, for Frank and Beans if mm-hmm. you want to become a sponsor. And uh, if you just want to give us show ideas or have questions or want to, you know, call someone out or give us um, hot gossip, which we love, um, <laughs> <laughs> you can get in our DMs on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, which... Our Twitter is much more active these days. I've been trying to put up dank memes <laughs> almost every day if I can. Are you still in Facebook jail? I am still in Facebook jail. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's never ending. It's been 84 years. It has been 84 <laughs> years. I love how I was out for 12 hours and then allowed myself to get sucked back in, but it's fine. <laughs> um I'm more of a Twitter fan now anyway. but That's fair. Uh, but you should follow us on Facebook anyway because Brian keeps our Facebook lit. Absolutely. And if you prefer Twitter because you're in Facebook jail too, <laughs> get on our Twitter. <laughs> DM me. Let me know your thoughts. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Right on. Beth, are you ready for the fuck yeah news story of the week? Oh, you know I am. Fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. All right. So, Irish midget accused of posing as a leprechaun to extort sex from 26 women in exchange for a pot of gold. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. It's not funny that he tricked women, but it is funny that that is a headline. (laughs) Yeah. And his picture is amazing. Um, he stands at three foot four inches. Uh, he was he about a, looks like a leprechaun. Absolutely. Too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he was arrested for allegedly taking advantage of credulous women by posing as a leprechaun and extorting sexual favors in exchange for a fictional pot of gold hidden at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> He's 29 years old. He's an Irishman. Um, I'm going to try to see if he ever gave them any type of gold. 26 victims. I'm glad they did say victims because, like you said, he... Right. Yeah. It's not funny that he, you know, extorted women for sex. But also, if you believed that a guy was a real leprechaun, Uh, how dumb are you? I am also glad that the article says, surprisingly, that rather far-fetched scam fooled dozens of gullible women. Um, 26 victims have already filed complaints, uh, but investigators believe the real number of victims could be over 200 or even 300. Oh, my God. <sighs> um, yeah, because you got to admit, like, you got to think, this is just the women who, adm- who admitted it, right? Right, exactly. And with like, any type of... how many women were like, it's fine, I'm just going to call it a wash. Like, <laughs> yeah. I hear that Guinness hits differently in Ireland, so, like, maybe... Does it? I, yeah, that's, yeah. It's the good stuff over there. It's only like 4% alcohol here. You know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and over there, I mean, they can do whatever they want to. Right. Um. So while police were searching through his house, they found six different leprechaun costumes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, committed. As well it's as like a, a f- Superman closet. <laughs> right. <laughs> As well as a few ancient gold coins he used to prove the existence of his pot and lure his no victims. No way. Yeah. Well, that's pretty clever, I guess. You gotta give yeah, a good thing is he is facing a total of 64 criminal charges. 
Um, Hell yeah. Including 26 accusations of embezzlement, 18 charges of sexual abuse, and eight charges of fraud. They're going to get this guy. Like, Oh, they're going to get him. They're going to get him. Um, and then everyone in jail is going to get him. Yeah, it says, according to <laughs> investigators, the number of accusations could easily double or triple over the next few days. That makes sense. We saw that with, yeah. you know, the Me Too movement, which was the more that women feel empowered to speak up about this stuff, the more women mm-hmm. speak up about it. For sure. If found guilty on all charges, he already faces a sentence of life in prison and a fine of 75,000 euros. You want to know what's crazy, though, is, like, I feel like he's getting a harder time there than Harvey Weinstein. You know? I mean... And this was so, like, different. Like, this is kind of like, come on, you believe this guy's a leprechaun? That guy was like, I'm a Hollywood producer, I'm going to extort the shit out of you. Right. <sighs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck yeah for the ending that he's getting busted. Yeah, for sure. Fuck yeah for that. Um... Yeah, interesting. I wonder. Yeah, I, I bet you these same women would have just fucked him because he was a three foot four redheaded Irishman dressed up as a like leprechaun. a novelty, right? Yeah, exactly like for the novelty of it. If it was St. Patrick's Day, right? Like, just how many women would just do it for the like fun? Yeah, without him tricking or extorting them, or like go to a casino or something. You know what I mean? And be like, yeah, I'm lucky. I'm a leprechaun. Yeah, if you fuck me upstairs in my hotel room, <laughs> you'll maybe get better odds yeah. <laughs> i don't know right <laughs> just don't lie about it be like maybe it could happen it could not happen Who right knows? you never know but there's you only one way to find out there's only one way to find out <laughs> oh yeah yeah all right well fuck yeah <laughs> i mean fuck yeah <laughs> fuck yeah fuck yeah all right well you know what if you are not lucky in the casino you might be lucky in love or in lust. That's true. Yeah. So what we're talking about today is the difference between being in love and in lust. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to talk about this subject because I think it's a very important distinction to make. uh, If you are looking, if what you're looking for is a serious relationship, right? Yeah, that makes sense. And I kind of had an epiphany recently that like, that is one of the problems that I've had is that I I have been as guilty as anyone as mis- for mistaking being in lust with being in love. Right. And I think a lot of times I let that those lustful feelings lead me to believe that something is more long term than it might actually be. That's actually a good point. I really like that a lot because, you know, old Brian Brian, 355 <laughs> days ago, <laughs> fell into that a lot. And, you know, you, you do see that in women where we talked about this last week and it still sticks with me that women women almost feel guilty about being um, the center of attention during sex. or yeah. And it's, to me, that boggles my mind. I don't know what that feels like. Um, yeah. But it, to me, yeah. that's... Yeah, especially not you. You're like, gimme, gimme, gimme. But, I mean, to me, that's such a weird thing, and I've never thought of it. I've never heard of it before, and I didn't realize it, that it, that that existed. So I could see with the topic of love or lust um, how that message can kind of get misconstrued with sex. Well, and we've talked about it, like, on the Keep Them Coming Back for More episode, too, mm-hmm. where, you know, like, we were discussing how women like form that attachment chemical right when they have sex with someone so women start to feel more attached and then men will actually like withdraw yeah withdraw because of the and it's not you know it's mainly due to that like it, it drains the testosterone right out of you yeah so they like almost like they have to like they need time to like recoup their manhood or what have you. Yeah. So that can cause a lot of those problems where it's like, okay, it seems like the man is withdrawing. The woman tries to pull in more because she feels like she's losing him. So she thinks she needs to be more aggressive. But then, you know, uh, that will more often than not ruin it. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. So that kind of goes into this next uh, little information here. Uh, sometimes our sexual chemistry with someone can be so strong that it clouds our judgment and makes us think that it could be love, when in reality, there might be little 
else to hold the relationship together once the sexual connection is gone. Totally. 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 And I've been so guilty of this. And you've been guilty of this, too, because I can think of, like, at least one example of, like, being with someone when you're, like, you just, like, you feel like you're all in because they're, like, so attractive to you physically or whatever, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, like, the more time goes on, the more you start to realize, like, I don't see anything else in this person. Yeah. And thank you for saying... super... Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for saying one example and not... The one real, example, yeah. Yeah, and not the, not re- the real Not the real. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just in terms of, like, mistaking, you know, sure. one for the other. Like, I think most of the time you've always been realistic about where your intentions were. You know what I mean? Right. And, you know, the thing is, like, sex does play a big part in a relationship. And yeah. it's 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 easy to, oh, man, we had great sex and it was wonderful and it was wild and everyone, everyone climaxed and it was amazing. I love this person. I'm all in. And then they start talking about their sweater collection or something stupid. And you're just kind of like, oh, I've made a terrible mistake. (laughs) what's the hurry? Or what's the hurry? Or what's the hurry? Exactly. Get to know that person really well. Decide if it's something that really feels long term. Yeah. Like, do I have a genuine connection with this person? And then add the sex mm. into it. And then just make something good even better. Yeah. So learn all the the annoying stuff about them first. Then have amazing sex with them and go, <laughs> maybe that annoying stuff isn't as annoying anymore. A hundred percent. And one of the things, too, that I feel like it's so important to point out here is that Hollywood, and we shit on Hollywood all the time for this yeah. kind of stuff, for painting these unrealistic pictures of, like, what you know, relationships and sex are, but this is one of those perfect examples of, like, Hollywood paints this picture of, like, wild sexual chemistry equating equating to this, like, deep, passionate love, right? True, yeah. When in all reality, like, it, that's just lust, you know what I mean? That's not love. Like, love comes from all of, like, the going through the hard times together, the learning, the ugly stuff about each other and still wanting to be there and show up anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it makes a whole whole bunch of sense. Mm-hmm. And the two are mutually exclusive. Like you can have very lustful feelings for someone you love, or you, so you can have both, or you can have one or the other, or you can you know have one and then the other. Like it's just you know what I mean. Like it doesn't just because you have a sexual chemistry doesn't mean that it's love. I think is like the most important thing to like point out. Yeah, absolutely. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So, what is lust exactly? Um, It's an intense sexual attraction to another person. And while it can be a good thing when it comes to developing a physical connection with another person, it is fleeting. A hundred percent. It will go away. Well, I mean, not even necessarily go away, but you get bored of the just sex. If it's just sex with someone... Sure. That's not going to carry you through. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and what, sometimes, you, yeah, sometimes you can even get bored of the good sex or you start to get annoyed with that person and then you're like, the sex is even good anymore because you're just annoyed with them all the time. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. But love, on the other hand, is a basic human need that keeps us bonded to the people who matter most to us. Mm-hmm. That, so science on both of those things. <laughs> yeah. I do like that science. Mm-hmm. So at a basic level... Love is a feeling our bodies have created as an adaptation to help us to help keep us alive. Right. Makes yeah, it makes sense. Um, and lust is an adaptation that our body has evolved to have uh, to keep to help keep the species alive through reproduction. Yep. Bingo. Yep. So again, at the scientific level, like love is you know this we bond with other people. It's an adaptation, a scientific like evolutionary adaptation where our bodies have created this because we know that our our personal survival depends on other people right yeah Yeah. for the most part like your chances of survival as a species as a person are more likely when you have other people like around you helping you yeah but when lust lust is the adaptation that our bodies have created that are that help us to keep the species alive makes sense through reproduction you know what i mean yeah so these are are, are the very core scientific like physiological feelings that we have 
purposefully. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But we have to recognize that. I think it's really important. Now, on a deeper level, uh, a loving attachment with a romantic partner involves deep affection, trust, and acceptance of a person, flaws, and all. Mm-hmm. So, all you know, those annoying again, things. Right. But, yeah, <laughs> like, you know, I mean, that at a basic level, yeah, like, love is something that our bodies have created to help us keep alive. However, it also, you know, it's it's also we've evolved enough to make love something very meaningful, you know, in our lives. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's kind of what this is saying. Yeah, for sure. And while lust comes more naturally, love takes work to develop and maintain. For sure. Yeah. I mean, Brian, you are going on one whole year. One, one whole year. Isn't that crazy? I mean, that's wild. I mean, how long have Brian, you known you? me? <laughs> <laughs> years and i am so goddamn proud of you it's yeah. ridiculous Yay. me yeah. too yeah but i mean it takes a lot of work and you have to um i would probably say the level of compromise that you have had to achieve to stay in a relationship that long is impressive you know, I mean, that's what's kind of nice about it is there hasn't been that whole bunch of compromise. Like, we just kind of fit, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's, you know, we're definitely kind of opposites, but we don't yeah. mind like, hey, I mean, guess who loves dork games now? Or maybe not doesn't love them, but doesn't <laughs> mind playing them for four hours on a Friday night with me. Guess who doesn't mind that I'm now? glad you corrected yourself, because I can just see Nicole listening to this, like, <laughs> swerving the car over, She's like, I'm sorry, nope. did you just say? <laughs> nope. But she doesn't mind it, and it's, you know, it's it, it, I can tell that she's not sitting there dreading her existence while we're playing right. this game. You know what I mean? Right. And it's kind of... she could always find, like, a different compromise if she really didn't want to do that. You know what I mean? Like, you also, like, video games so instead of playing like dork games she could be like hey let's go play mario's or whatever you know what i mean like and we do <laughs> yeah oh my yeah. god that's so fun <laughs> and there's there's things that i you know compromise with her as well like it's not For just sure. what i want to do it's stuff yeah. she wants to do right yeah <laughs> right you're like i've been to target a few times so i don't want to brag but <laughs> yeah yeah that's <laughs> that's, that's i'm a good boyfriend <laughs> that's happened <laughs> So anyway, so why is it that people have such a hard time distinguishing between love and lust? Mm. Again, myself personally guilty of this in the past. Sure. Um, so the two phenomena active uh, activate similar neural pathways, which are evol- involved in happiness, reward, and addiction. Interesting. Now, if you think about that, that makes so much sense in both, like... Love makes us feel happy. Mm-hmm. Love, it, it sets off that reward center in our brain because love makes us feel good. It's that serotonin, right? Yeah. Similarly, addiction. You know, you can be addicted to love very easily and, you know, go through all of the negative sides of that too, including like withdrawal and, you know, uh, difficulty like achieving the same level of enjoyment etc oh that's interesting yeah but also same thing with um with lust you know it makes you happy it sets off that reward center and you can become addicted to it as well yeah right um and again these the two can again they're mutually exclusive like they can appear in any combination with or without the other to varying degrees and even fluctuating between the two states over time, right? Yeah. So you may start off very lustful and then you end up falling in love with someone. And then, you know, you uh, kind of maybe like start to go through a rough patch in which you employ some of our great Frankenbeans sex advice to which you go right back into that lust period of just, you know, and then back and forth again between the other and feeling any combination of those feelings. Yeah. Or vice versa. You may start to feel feelings for somebody, like loving feelings for somebody, and then it becomes a sexual thing. Yeah. And that's probably the more preferred way or the more successful way, would you say? I would say, you know, I will say that time will tell on that because, again, I've been guilty 
But I would say that's probably, again, this epiphany that I've had is that that's probably the right way to do it. Yeah. And that's, I, I mean, um, I don't want to say more successful, but that's probably more telling of like a long-term relationship when you've kind of put the sex second. Right. When you've developed this like meaningful, loving relationship first. Yeah. And then the sex just becomes the cherry on top. Makes sense. Yeah. Perfect. So how can we tell the difference? How do we know if it's love or if it's lust? Um, I do love this first one because <laughs> it makes it makes sense. Um, so the following are going to be some simple, easy, identifiable signs. Um, so the first one, how you dress. So true. So true. Um, <laughs> when in lust, you tend to feel like dressing to the nines every encounter. So true. Yeah. You're like going out on dates. You want to look super hot. You spend an hour on your hair. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And when you're in love, you dress for comfort. Yeah. You're yeah. snuggling. You don't give a shit what you look like. Yeah. It's okay to go to a bar with your hair in a mu- messy bun. Right. That was... For sure. <laughs> yeah. That was last <laughs> night. And it was kind of... It, it was kind it's of... It's okay to go to bingo in a t-shirt and jeans. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it, we went to a bar last night and like I get out of the bathroom and I look over and it's just like, this girl is a mess, but I love her. <laughs> but I love her. <laughs> like her hair is just in a, in a messy bun. She doesn't care. You know, she's not, she's not trying to impress anyone. It's fine. Right. You know, she put on mascara. Like, we're good. Let's go. Yeah, you know, which is more than you did, Brian, so there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just combed my beard. Where's your mascara, huh? Yeah, I, huh? I, I don't have mascara. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, but that one is true. Um, okay, so also the BS meter, which is Ooh, the bullshit meter, yeah. right? So when you're, and we've talked about this a little bit before, about how like when you're super sexually attracted to someone, you're willing to put up with a little bit more bullshit. <laughs> yes, yeah. But that's not always a good thing. Like, when in lust, you tend to put up with or look past annoyances that could signal trouble down the road, right? Yeah, you ignore yeah. the red flags yep. because the sex is so bomb, right? <coughs> Excuse me, yeah. But when you're in love, you offer constructive criticism because you want them to be better because you see a future together, right? Not that you want to change that person, but, like, you're willing to call them out on their bullshit. Like, oh, my God. So, okay, this is a good example. Like... I was just talking to someone the other day about how, like, their significant other, like, used racial slurs sometimes. Uh And, um, you know, it was, like, something that it was, like, when they first started dating that they would kind of look past because it was, like, okay, I know that's not right, but, you know, it's just being a whatever and then all of a sudden, like, the more time goes on, it's like, oh, my God, I should never have ignored that from the very beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, sometimes when you're in love with someone or when you're in lust with someone, you just have those blinders on and you look past things that you shouldn't like that. Yeah. That makes sense. But if you're really in love with someone and you see a future with them, like, you would be like, hey, you know what? That's not cool to say something like that. Oh, no, totally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, another identifying sign can be opinions. Mm-hmm. So when you're in lust, uh, you are likely to say what you want them to hear or what you think they want you to say. Bingo. Mm-hmm. This is the you changing yourself for them. Right. But when you're in love, you keep it real. For sure. You're just 100% yourself. You're comfortable. You're in your messy bun. You're at the bar. You don't give a shit. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Or, you know, you don't, you know, you don't mind telling somebody like, ooh, that, that cologne doesn't smell right. I don't Listen, like that. you put that. mascara on today and you don't have to take shit from Brian Pruitt or anyone. Okay? <laughs> that is real. Yeah. You know, telling somebody you don't like the, the, the their cologne or uh, maybe their beard's getting a little too long or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like... Right, like, or, ooh, you're not wearing that shirt out. 
<laughs> right. You're not, no. Like, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But, and like you said before, like, wed in love, you offer constructive criticism because you want them mm-hmm. to be better, not because you're an asshole. Right. Bully. I know my beard's long. You could, <laughs> like, I'm just seeing how much I can get away with. <laughs> I think I'm more likely to give you shit about it because I hear it on the microphone. And I'm like, quit rolling your beard on the microphone. And Nicole right. never that. <laughs> but you can thank me later in whatever way he feels appropriate, Nicole. Um, so, <laughs> uh, who are they is another thing. Mm-hmm. When in lust, you don't really know them, right? Mm-hmm. This is something so important to think about. Because, you know, like, you might be like, oh, I know that he likes pistachio ice cream and his favorite color is green or whatever. Yeah, cool. But when in, that's, but that's like the lust level of knowing yeah. someone. And that doesn't, that's not someone. like <laughs> It's not significant. Yeah. Right? So when you are in love, you know the small, insignificant details of their life, right? Yeah. You know the stuff that they're, like, afraid to tell other people or, like, you know, you pay attention to the details because you care. Like, you have a Long Island waiting for them when they show up to the restaurant to, you know, meet you there because you were listening that that's their favorite drink. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense to yeah. me. Right. You listen. You listen. I think it's part listen and part tell. You know what I mean? Because, like, when you're unless you don't really know them because, like, you just aren't spending that quality time together. But also, when you when you are, like, on the track to love, you listen more than you would if you're just like, I just take your clothes off. Just take your fucking clothes off. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Stop talking and start fucking. <laughs> Get to the fuckings. All right. Uh, there's also the struggle bus. Mm-hmm. Let's find out what that means because I'm curious. <laughs> Yeah. When you're in lust, you don't feel comfortable talking about your problems with them. That makes sense because you're trying to impress this person to get them in bed. Bingo, yeah. Mm. Yeah. When they're like, hey, how was your day? You're like, oh, it was fine. You're not like, oh, my God, let me tell you about work today because huh, I got some shit to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. like, oh, they don't want to hear that. Their boner just me. Right. Okay. Sure. But when you're in love, you turn to them in hard times. Yep. So true. Uh, silence. This is a big one. This is a very telling one. When in lust, silence is awkward. When in love, silence is welcome. Yeah. Right? Like, when you are in love with someone or, like, you know, on that track anyway, you already talked about the stuff that, you know, fills the void. Yeah. But, like, when you're in lust, you're just like, mm, now we just bone, now we're laying here, and how long before I turn on the TV... Or start playing on TikTok. Or, you know, call your <laughs> call your Uber. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, but that's so true. Like, hey, silence is, is okay. You know, you don't have... People don't have 10 hours of material to talk about each day. Right. And if you can be comfortable in that silence, embrace that. Enjoy that. Right. You don't feel like you have to be saying something. Mm-hmm. You've already said it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. Also, the future. Mm-hmm. 2020, it's, it's like the fucking future. <laughs> it's 2021, Brian. It I is know. the fucking future. I know. That was a that was a Beth Franzak quote from one of our episodes. <laughs> 2020, it's like the fucking future. <laughs> so the future. When in lust, the future is uncertain. When in love, you welcome thoughts of the future. Bingo. Yeah. When you're in lust, it's kind of like, hey, do you want to come over on Wednesday and fuck? Or... You're hardly even thinking that far ahead. That's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're in lust, it's it, that's the uh, WYD text at right. it's the 10.30 30 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. For sure. Hmm. So there's those things that are like kind of easy to spot, right? But on a deeper level, you can ask yourself some questions that will get to the bottom of whether you're in love or in lust, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, number one, ask yourself, why are you interested in this relationship, right? Yeah. Lust alone is interest only in the partner sexually. 
However, love is interest in getting to know the person over time. Makes sense. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Number two, ask yourself if you're open to the hard work. Oh, so true. Yeah. Uh, Lust attempts to keep the relationship on an ideal level. Love expands to having difficult conversations and exploring painful emotions. Very true. Okay, can I pick on you for a second? Yeah. It would not be a freaking beans episode if you did not pick on me. (laughs) (laughs) But but it's, it's picking on you, but also like, you know, pointing out your growth level. And that is that like. You, if somebody wasn't exactly what you were looking for before, they would be gone in a second, right? Yeah. And if there was the slightest problem, you wouldn't be like, oh, willing to work on it or look past it or agree to disagree. If you were out, you were out. So, you know, the fact that like, obviously, you know, you've admitted like no relationship is perfect. There's always like little bumps, but you know, the fact that you two, like, just don't really focus on that and it's not that big of a deal to you is, like, such a huge, massive sign of growth. But, yeah. that's a, I mean, but you know, the pick on you was the original part because it just shows how far you've come. Like, Yeah, and in my defense, somebody's voice is reason to move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, even though the yeah, silence is To the point where welcome, literally, like, I hated her laugh. She's out. <laughs> like, y- y- yeah. Nope. <laughs> Even if I kind of liked them, you're like, nope. <laughs> nope. Like, All right, did you so did it. you hear that laugh? Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> it's like you're the boss, applesauce. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck are you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have to either. Exactly. That's why you were like, deuces. Done. Next. Yeah. Um, also, ask yourself about how you feel about the person's flaws, right? Yeah. So, not even just being able to like open yourself to. It's like the hard work of dealing with difficult conversations and stuff. But like lust loses interest when they discover the person's flaws, right? Yeah, or you hear them laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I discovered when I, when I do that laugh where it sounds like I'm having trouble breathing, where it's like <laughs> that one. Yeah. It's a chortle. <laughs> a chortle? I learned that's what a chortle is. Oh. Like, somebody pointed that out to me this week. I was like, that's very interesting. But yeah. apparently, <laughs> it, was, it was actually someone on Twitter was like, because I was like, girl, I just laughed so hard. I had one of those laughs where I like can't breathe at the beginning of it. Like, I can't even get the laugh out because like the, like, <laughs> <laughs> like my lungs are stuck. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> how else to explain it. But, um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Lust loses interest when you discover a person's flaws, like their laugh. And love accepts a person's positive and negative qualities. Yeah. No one's perfect. Right. Yeah. All right. Next question you should ask yourself. Ask yourself if the relationship gets better over time. Bingo. Yeah. Lust is about that immediate instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love develops trust and commitment over a long period of time. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. I like it. Yep. Um, also, ask yourself where the thrill is coming from. I think this is a good one that you don't really think about. It's like so like it's a little bit even deeper on the deeper level. Like. Lust enjoys the fantasy and excitement of the interaction, right? Mm-hmm. But love feels risky and vulnerable because it involves opening yourself up and letting yourself be known, right? So, like, when you say, where is that thrill coming from? You almost have to, like, reverse for a second and go, if it's just that fantasy and excitement, that might not be a good thing. Like, if yeah. it's because you feel vulnerable and you're frightened of that, because you're really opening yourself up to another human being. Like, mm-hmm. that's how you know the difference between, like, the two. Like, that one is huge, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. And that's a big, that's a big, like, oof. That takes time, you know, to yeah. to open yourself up and be vulnerable. Like, that. that's not, uh, that's not something you're even trying to do with somebody you just want to fuck. It's you so know? hard. Yeah. I mean, you know me. Like, my walls are as high as they get. Yeah. I mean... Trump? It's Fort. It's motherfucking Fort Knox of this bitch. Trump gets a boner looking at my walls. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. And you know, I, I I took pride in my walls, and I had them decorated. I put pictures up and all that other good stuff. And right. yeah, mine was it, built with tears, but apparently that's 
impenetrable from what I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. So you can also yeah. ask yourself how secure you feel in the relationship. This is interesting. Yeah. Uh, love can be impulsive, uh, obsessional, and desperate. Oh, that's a good, interesting word to throw in there. Like, yes, and I think it's important because it reinforces the one that you ju- that I just said, where it almost feels like the op- opposite because you mm-hmm. feel this like intense passion, but it's like again, you have to think it's impulsive. It's not like, you know what I mean, like obsessional, desperate. Like it's yeah, yeah. No, I I've never thought of it as desperate, but it makes sense. Totally. Yeah. And then how secure you feel in a relationship with love. Love tends to be steady and secure. That makes Mm -hmm. sense. Like, you don't have that feeling of, like, this person's going to leave tomorrow. This person's done. This person's not going to call me back. This person, you you know what I mean? Like, Oh, totally. Like, I think especially, like, as a woman, I can say, like, the the worry that someone is going away or that they're not going to call you back or that they're going to, like, all of a sudden lose interest. Because that's, like that's a constant fear, you know, especially the way that dating is in today's day and age. You are constantly because guys do this shit all the time where they're like women do too. Well, I guess women do too, but it's that there's plenty of other fish in the sea syndrome where it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, all of a sudden, you know, like you think things are going great. And then all of a sudden, like, boom, they just like disappear. And you're like, what the hell, you know? But I mean, that's why that's, yeah. I mean, so yeah. That makes sense. I like mm-hmm. it. Yep. Also, ask yourself if you feel obsessed, which I don't love that word. I wish they could find a better word. Because if you're like, if you say, mm, self, am I obsessed? You're going to be like, no. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not a psychopath. Like, right. <laughs> I haven't boiled any of those rabbits yet. So, no. Okay. But lust is a high that can feel like an addiction, like we said earlier, and consume all of your mental space. So, again, are you starting to do that, like, oh, my God, he hasn't called me in five minutes, or it's been six hours, and he hasn't texted yet, and according to the podcast, (laughs) that's that's the maximum threshold. (laughs) Anyway, um, so you get what I'm saying. But love holds a more balanced perspective and allows for the ability to maintain a balanced life. Like, ask yourself, again, that same thing. Like, if this is someone that you're seeing that you just – you care about and you like and you see a future with, you're not going to have that, like, oh, my God, it's been six hours and they haven't texted me because you feel secure. You don't feel obsessed or frightened or, you know, whatever, like, mm-hmm. desperate. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And you're actually able to just, like, chill. And if you haven't heard from them, it's not that big of a deal. Like, you have stuff to do. They have stuff to do. Right. Ju- just because they haven't checked in with you every five minutes or whatever, like... It's fine. And you feel secure in that. Fully. Yeah. You can also ask yourself if there is longevity. Yeah. Uh, lust dissipates over time and probably very quickly. But yeah. mm, love persists. For sure. That sounds like a good uh, rom-com title. Love, love persists. persists. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it would be a depressing one. Oh, it could be. Like, Hillary Swank is the lead in that, 100%. Well, I was going to say also... Someone uh, dies. <laughs> Someone dies. Hillary Swank and Seth Rogen. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> right. Hollywood, we have the rights, okay? Yeah. We said <laughs> it here first. Copyrighted intellectual property. You can't be stealing it. Yeah. A Frankenbeans original. Yep. <laughs> Starring <laughs> Seth Rogen and Hillary Swank. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so oh, stupid. Yeah, but it but anyway, make, it'll make millions once COVID's over and we can go back to the movie theater. Honestly, honestly. All right, so well, that was a really good episode, and I, I know we touched on this topic before, mm-hmm. but this really like spelled it out. This was really in depth of the um, the differences and right. you know what you're looking for and what it looks like and. Uh, it was very interesting for me to hear that lust is desperate, mm-hmm. and it makes sense. Right. It's that it's that point where it starts to go bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, yeah. you know, it's not it's not as if you can't have lust in your 
relationship. Yeah. But of course, there should be a little bit of lust, you know. Oh, but, of course, like, but it's not the focus. Right. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. All right. Well, Brian, are you ready for the what the Frank Tinder profile of the week? I'm laid back but spontaneous. I love to travel and love. I like pinky rings and Ed Hardy. My kids come first. I don't play games. What the Frank profile of the week. I sure am. And you have given me new material. <laughs> That's right. And I was going through my phone because Apple told me that I was out of iCloud storage. So I had to start going through my photos <laughs> and deleting ones. And I was like, oh, shit, I forgot. I had all these submissions of female profiles that I never sent Brian. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I did send you a whole stockpile of them, which is great. So it won't just be my segment anymore. Right. That's That's fair. That's good. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go first because okay. I'm going to have to put you on speakerphone for a minute while I read it because I don't have my headphones today. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll try to be quiet so it <laughs> doesn't the headphone over. goblin lost them. Okay. So. Yeah. Let me know when you go back off of speaker and then I'll make okay, comments. Hold on. Yeah. So. Okay. Do, 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 do. All right. Photos. Okay. Are you ready to meet Cody, Brian? Mm-hmm. Cody is 38 years old. Moving the shade from around the way, comma, storing it in a safer place. The devil emoji, apostrophe S, trying to murder me, dot, dot, dot. I'm so real, people call me, comma, Cody for real. Mm-hmm. Cody is spelled K-O-T-Y. And then for real is the number four, all lowercase real. Hmm. I could write about how great... I can't even read this without laughing. What an idiot. Okay. Um, I could write about how great a guy I am, but you'd think I was lying. Hmm. I'm an enigma, comma. You just have to experience, hit me up and maybe we can take a Saturday and make a day of it. Comma, so come meet my people, apostrophe S. Comma, what they say about me is better than anything I can put here. The end. Oh, And my now you're God. off speaker. Okay. Um, we've run into this before. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why are you trying to... I, uh, this... Listen, there's only one guy that said he was too real and meant it. And that was our friend Ryan, who was on the It's Raining Man episode. And then he was too real. He did turn out to be too real. He was too real. (laughs) We were wrong about Ryan and Ryan alone, okay? (laughs) Right. And it was a two. It was the the number two and then real. He is too real. Yeah, this is for real. Um, They call him Cody for real. This is the thing. And and like with um, online dating, whenever you say something... I always assume the opposite, you know? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. If, if someone says, I'm not here just for sex, that means you're here just for sex. We're not 100%. stupid. 100%. We're not you're stupid. You're saying that because you know, you've you run into a situation where you know, like saying otherwise or, or indicating otherwise got you in trouble. Yeah. Or you know that women aren't going to go out with you unless it seems like dot, dot, dot. Yeah. So I... <sighs> So for for him to say that he's so real, like, what does that even mean? Like, what does that mean? I'm pretty real too. Like, I'm made of matter, and I take up <laughs> space, and I exist. I, I exist. exist as fuck. Okay. Like, as far as my consciousness is concerned, I am pretty for fucking real too. You know, you're like, listening to this podcast. We right. are here. <laughs> this is proof that we are real. Yep. But why do people have to brag on that? Plus the apostrophe S's, the devil's trying to kill him. The the devil's devil what is trying devil emoji apostrophe S. The devil's what is trying to kill you? Right. Also, first of all, everybody knows that the devil emoji is meant for like sexy, not real devil. Oh. There's that devil mask face emoji if you're trying to use the real devil. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? There's like the red yeah, face devil. The red with, like, one, the, yeah. Yeah, that's the if you were trying to be like the devil's trying to kill me. 
Oh, mm-hmm. that, that yeah, that makes sense. I can see that. So whereas you know the devil, the purple devil, is more for like, well, maybe just mischievous, sexy. Like, ooh, yeah, yeah, that makes it sense. It means horny. Okay, come on, let's be real about it. <laughs> right, the eggplant emoji is not an eggplant. No. It's a- <laughs> Although I was just talking with somebody about this the other day, I was like, "Why is the eggplant the dick? I purple dicks aren't purple, okay? Use the mushroom. Use a hundred other like appropriate. <laughs> even the corn cob is more, although the texture is off. But Fair. you know what I'm saying, <laughs> right? I think it's the angle at which the the eggplant almost kind of has a head to it. The the leaves. Yeah, you, I, I don't know. I didn't make the emojis. I'm not going to defend them. Right, but. <laughs> But uh, yeah, this guy is just. Uh, I wasn't there on the meeting where we decided that the eggplant was the <laughs> No one asked me. I didn't get a vote. I don't know. Right, right. Um. Yeah, let's see. I'm trying to find one. There was one in here that was pretty wordy, and then I kind of read. I, I'm going to leave one part out of this out. Are you ready to meet Carrie? Oh yeah. Carrie is 38 and she's 600 and, or 760 miles away from somebody. Not me. Uh, it's Brian 2.0. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. She says, hi, I'm Carrie. I'm weird. I eat sandwiches one layer at a time. I, no. I count calories excessively, obsessively, um, to the point of annoyance. Hmm. Driving in urban settings is the scariest thing in the world to me. I love good conversation. I like to think I can hold my own. I'm a homebody. I spend a lot of time enjoying TV and movies. I drive a Subaru and have an aging Pomeranian that barks. Dot, 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 a lot. I keep in shape and I eat at Chipotle at least three times a week. And then we're going to leave the last part out just because that's maybe right. sensitive. Yeah. Right. And but we don't want to. Here's, here's my problem. Okay. Right off the bat, you're coming in hot with the, like, I have an eating disorder. Yeah. I count calories obsessively. But you eat at Chipotle three times a week. No, you don't, girl. Um, the eating sandwich is one layer at a time. Like, that's. That's not even a sandwich at that point. You're having no. a piece of bread and then a piece of lettuce and then a piece of cheese and then a piece right. of meat. Yeah. This That's doesn't not. sound like someone. It's like, and then it's like annoying. It's like, oh, I have a really yappy Pomeranian. Oof. Yikes. Yeah. Mm. I love good conversation. Uh, I like to think I can hold my own. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm a homebody. I mean, the homebody thing I get. Like, that's fine. Sure. Like, it's like, okay, I'm not the clubbing kind of girl. That's Got cool. It. I get yeah. it. I like Dr- to watch movies and TV. That's just reinforcing that. So that one's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Um, like driving the, in, um, in in urban settings is the scariest thing in the world to me. Yeah, that's kind of a weird one. I don't know that that's like... When you're trying to sell yourself, like, what is the point of even saying that? It's kind of like... No, good there's point. There's nothing else interesting about me. Yeah, I'm just weird and I'm... Um, a hermit, and I have an eating disorder. Please date right. me. Right. Yeah, I don't guess. I don't like it. Uh, what the Frank? <laughs> what the Frank? Oh, man. Well, Beth, even though we've distinguished the differences between love and lust, and I've admitted to you that we we started using a new word 355 days in. Yeah. In, in my current relationship, but um, truth be told, I've got a crash. You do. I do. It's so scandalous, too. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so this week, my crush is on Disney World. Really? For go- yeah. They went on record that they will still require vaccinated guests to wear masks and participate or, and practice CDC guidelines like social distancing until further notice to help continue to prevent the spread of the virus. USA. 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 Okay. <laughs> First of all, Disney World, you go Glenn Coco. Okay. Because I can just imagine now that people are starting to get vaccinated, how many fucking 
shitty people would just go in there and try and lie and say that they were vaccinated just so that they don't have to wear masks the whole time. Sure. And I mean, there's been enough, like maybe they make you present your card. But you can also no, doctor but this is those. Like, okay, they have tens of thousands of guests a day, Brian. Mm-hmm. So the base, the idea is that a, a, even if you got in with your little card, yeah, who's to say that every person that didn't feel like wearing a mask wouldn't at that point just take theirs off because they'd be like, oh, I showed it to them at the gate. I don't have to like. Wear That's it. a great point, and you, you know, know how I mean? shitty people are. Uh, how shitty people can be. And that would be the thing. No one would wear the mask because... Those are exactly the people that would take it off and be like, oh, no, I already showed mine or whatever. And then what? Then Disney World has to, like, personally hire uh, how many other people to, like, police the fucking, like, mask enforcement. You know, what? Some kind of, like, wristbands or something that people can also, like, fake. No. Because at the end of the day, everybody wants to see other people wearing masks so that they know they're safe. Yeah. Makes sense to me. So I am also crushing on Disney World for that. They're like, we're not fucking around, people. I don't care. Until everyone is safe, we all got to keep doing this. Makes and sense. And that's what the CDC says anyway. Like, even though if you're vaccinated, you should still be practicing, like, all the, you know, CDC guidelines until further notice. Yeah, you know? with the PPE and the social distancing. I mean, yeah. Yeah, just because you're vaccinated probably doesn't mean, I, I, I don't know, but can you, if you're vaccinated, can you still carry the disease and, and um, tra- you know, transport it or? So the understanding is that you are not essentially, but they don't know what the variants and stuff that are coming in. That makes, yeah. So it's and like. better it, safe than sorry in this unknowns. situation. Yeah. We've been wearing but, a mask for almost a year. It's not the end of the world. Right. And think about the flu. Like, it's the same thing. Like, just because you got vaccinated for the flu doesn't mean you can't get a new flu like variant that mm-hmm. came through or whatever. So, you know, just be smart. Don't be an asshole. It's not that hard. Wear a fucking mask. Okay. It's that easy. Yeah. Well, Brian, as much as we love Disney World... I'm going through a very painful breakup this week. Oh, no. This one is very hard on me, and I will tell you why. Because this this organization was there for me when I really needed them to have a grocery store that had respect for itself in a, in a time in my life where I had to shop at Walmart almost exclusively for almost two oh. years. And, uh, well, at least for a year until I bought a house where one of these existed. Um, (laughs) but I am dumping Publix grocery store. Okay. Now Publix is a chain that is very like reminiscent of Whole Foods. Okay. Um, it's very like, it's kind of like a bougie grocery store. And when I was in North Carolina, I was so glad to move to a town that had a Publix because again, it's a grocery store that on the surface has respect for itself. However, however. This bitch. <laughs> this bitch. The heiress to the founder of the grocery chain, Julie Jenkins Fenselli, donated over half a million dollars or the majority of the funds to the rally that led to the Capitol insurrection this month. No shit. Publix grocery store is responsible. Oh my God. I had not heard this. Yeah. I was shocked, devastated, betrayed, all of that. So, no more Publix. Don't shop at Publix. Fuck that place. They are also canceled. Oof. Yeah, it is. I don't I don't feel like that's a hard breakup at all for you, Beth. No. I, I mean, it is, but it isn't. Because it's like, man, <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> now I have to hate them, too? <laughs> mm. Sick and tired of it. Yeah. Well, I don't want to cancel people or things. But sometimes you have to. I, I, I feel like you're going to get over this one pretty easily. You'll be oh, all yeah. right. We'll, we're here for you. My heart will go on. I live by a Whole Foods now. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Beth, you got any shout outs this week? Anything going on? You know on? what? I don't. Just again, go to Witchy Wicks. They're great candles. You're going to love yeah. it. And, yeah, uh, for sure. That's all I've I got. got. I got that saved. I'm going to go check them out. Um, I want to give a shout out to our friend, our comedian friend, uh, Patrick Cunningham. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. If you are in or near the Georgia, Macon, Georgia area, you've got to. Oh, yeah. Look up Clockwork Comedy mm-hmm. on Facebook and all the other things because they do a lot of online shows. Okay. 
So definitely Patrick's uh, whole thing is uh, Clockwork Comedy or just Patrick Cunningham on Facebook. I'm sure he will friend request you back. So funny. Yeah, and such a great guy. Uh, Right now I'm working on T-shirts and koozies and masks and stickers for him. And -hmm. probably just the easiest person um, besides you (laughs) that I've ever made T-shirts for. You were like, I'm throwing these away. I don't give a fuck. Put something on it. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. But he's been so cool throughout the whole process. And like he's super genuinely excited about the shit that I'm making for him. Oh, hell yeah. And he is just a delight of a person. Just a cool, laid-back normal fucking guy and fucking hilarious at the same time so hilarious oh my god his like his whole bit about iced tea doing shakespeare is fucking <laughs> genius <laughs> the yeah. guy's a genius i love him he is a sweetheart one of the best people on earth yeah so go check him out go check out uh clockwork comedy and um in Catch a couple of weeks yeah he'll have uh shirts for sale go and ahead and pick and koozies and and face masks that you can wear Hell to Disney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can wear to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> and that's an excellent callback as any to say, you know what? Wear your masks, you little Franks and Beanies. And take care, you little Franks and Beanies. <laughs>